Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Out of adversity and trauma, challenges and hardship, from the streets of Kansas City, a shoe company was born. Birth from the desire to serve others and provide high quality cleats and sneakers at an affordable price, we present to you, Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Order now at OzellBrand.com. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, y'all. I am blessed, geeked, overjoyed, man. I am here with Fox Sports analyst Chris Broussard, y'all. Um, not only that, but also the co-host of First Things First and one half of um of The Odd Couple with Rod Parker. On top of that, he is the founder of the King Movement, and I can't wait to dive into that conversation with him. So right after the bumper, we're going to hear the one-on-one conversation, or our one-on-one conversation with the one and the only Mr. Chris Broussard. Sir, how you doing today? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You're just coming off of a very, very cool event, um, the King, um, the King Summit. It always happens. I've been to a few of them myself. I've wrapped that one. Um, I've also <laughs> had a chance um to write an article about another. Talk to us about this year's King event. Yeah, we every year, as you said, we hold a national summit, which is our men's conference. We call it our national summit. And this year was in Philadelphia. We've had it in Atlanta, Memphis, Charlotte, Ohio. And uh, this year was Philadelphia E9 Tabernacle Baptist Church, which is the biggest, certainly biggest black church. It may be the biggest church period in Philadelphia, but it was tremendous. Uh, We had about 600 men there uh, from all over the country. We had brothers come from California, from Texas, from uh, Florida, obviously the East Coast and the Midwest. I mean, it, it was a tremendous event. And um, we had great speakers. We had Dr. Alan Wilder, who's the pastor of uh, Enon Tabernacle, spoke. We had uh, Pastor Eric Mason from Epiphany Fellowship in Philadelphia. Uh, Damon Richardson, who's an urban apologetics uh, apologist, one of the greatest out there. He, he really broke down for us in a workshop uh, how you could answer the challenge of various challenges uh, that that come at particularly African-Americans when it comes to presenting the gospel to them for them. The idea that Christianity is a white man's religion, the idea that Islam is a black man's religion, that stuff and much, much more. He really did a terrific job with that. Um, I spoke. Uh, we had Brian Dawkins, the Hall of Fame football player, spoke. Eddie George, the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, who now coaches football at Tennessee State University and had a great NFL career. He spoke. Um, we had uh, Dr. David Eastman or David Eastman from the Center for Early African Christianity. Uh, he was interviewed on our King's Talks radio show, and which just ran last night, uh, Sunday night, on um, King Talks radio, uh, the King Talks radio show, which is on Holy Culture Radio on Sirius XM 154. It was tremendous. And he just broke down, you know, 
how many of the, and he's a white guy and he's a, he's got a, a degree from Yale. He's a scholar. He's written several books and he broke down how many of the early theologians who formed, helped form the biblical theology that we still follow for the most part to this day, St. Augustine, Tertullian, Origen, how they were Africans. And uh, he talked about the early church in Nubia and Ethiopia and Egypt. And uh, it was really enlightening. And I think that can be, that needs to be made known because I think that type of knowledge could play a role in racial reconciliation in this country and, and mainly within the body of Christ. Because I do feel like many of our white brothers and sisters feel like, you know, they is almost a, sometimes can be a patronizing attitude to people of color and black people about Christianity as if they brought us into it. And we're fortunate that they brought us into it, even if it was under the harsh, <laughs> to say the least, circumstances of chattel slavery, when in actuality, Christianity hit Africa before it hit Europe. When in actuality, Ethiopia was either the first or the second uh, nation on earth to establish Christianity as its state religion and still practices it to this day. Uh, so there, that, you know, I could go on and on that in and of itself for another hour on that topic. But I think that needs to be known and shown that African-Americans and other people of color are not second-class citizens or Johnny come latelys in Christianity, but we were there at the very beginning and um, we can teach, we're not, you know, just the musicians and the great preachers, but we can teach it and we help form the theology that churches, white, black, otherwise still follow to this day. Uh, so we had that. We had the ambassador, the legendary ambassador from the cross movement. He taught a workshop on how to share the gospel. We had workshops on finance, finances, how to, you know, handle your finances. We had workshops on sexuality from a biblical perspective. We had uh, another workshop on um, uh, 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 being a hus the husband and father God's created you to be. We had MCs, as you mentioned, you wrapped in the past there. We had Jafia Life. We had Jay Johnson. Uh, we had Q Flow. We had Reflect. And man, I, I had to take it back to 1987 and even drop around myself in the cypher. So and then we had a basketball tournament three on three. So it, it was fun. It was enlightening and it was spiritual. And so we glorified the Lord Jesus Christ. So next year, March, the, the, the weekend before March Madness begins, I think it's March 14th through the 17th, 2023 in Cleveland, Ohio at the Word Church, Pastor R.A. Vernon. And as great as this year's was, I think next year's will be even better. Talk to me about, and, and listen, I love King Summit. I've been, like I said twice, I love the whole environment. The whole event is dope because of the brotherhood that's there. Right. It's crazy. I met brothers from um, Los Angeles, right? I met this one guy who came down last year. I think he had a crown on his head. Yeah, yeah he was there this year. He, <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. You know, his story, and he's in his 60s at least, but he was a big time, one of the biggest drug dealers in the Bay Area, in Oakland, and got radically saved and now pastors a church and does street ministry out in the Bay Area. And so he's a member of King. He got crowned last year in Charlotte. 
uh, great brother. And yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, we, we brought 60 new members in this year. They got crowned, went through the crowning process. And so, um, yeah, man, we look, we're trying to build, as you said, a national brotherhood of men that uh, stand up unashamedly for the gospel of Jesus Christ and fulfill the mission of being the husbands, the fathers, the leaders, the citizens, the role models that God has called and created us to be. And that is incredibly important in this day and age. How often do brothers come up to you and share with you their story about how, you know, King or going through King has helped them to defend the gospel? Because honestly, one of the coolest things that I learned about, you know, talking to you the first time we did the interview was just that, oh, man, like there's so much history, there's so much black history in Christianity. Right. And there's so many ties. And I didn't even know most of that stuff before we had our conversation. How many times have brothers come up to me and be like, hey, you really helped me or this whole event really helped me to defend the gospel? Yeah, I mean, it just strengthens and bolsters brothers in their faith, uh, because a lot of times when you hear different myths and lies and falsehoods or even some stuff, there may even be some truth to it. Uh, it can it may not lead you away from the faith, away from Christ, but it can weaken your faith to the point where you're spiritually powerless, you know? And so when brothers learn the history or see the history or are taught or just are in the brotherhood with hundreds of men from all over the country who are, you know, like-minded, it just strengthens you, man. And it, it emboldens you and that bolsters your faith. And so brothers, I mean, whether it's uh, brothers not getting divorced and their marriages being strengthened, whether it's brothers learning how to handle their money, uh, whether it's brothers learning the history of the, the African church 2000 years ago or things like that, uh, learning about blacks in the Bible, whether it's brothers learning as, as we did this year, ambassadors show in a practical way how to actually witness to someone and share the gospel, um, whatever it may be, um, or even just seeing brothers having fun rapping. Uh, and men who are, you know, regular dudes, right, like sports, um, play ball, like hip hop, dudes that you can just relate to in various areas, uh, but who also love the Lord and are striving to live for him and want to help you live your best life in Jesus. That is a powerful thing, man. That's one reason I brought I, I began to form King was because I saw a lot of men's walks were like a roller coaster, you know, strong for six months, out for three months, strong for three months, out for a year. And one of those valleys can ruin your life uh, or, you know, your children, ruin your witness, it, it, your marriage, all that stuff. And I felt like there are many reasons for that. But one reason was a lack of brotherhood, not just brothers I can go to Bible study with. But brothers, I can hang out with, kick it with, relate to in regular areas of life, but who also are striving to be like Christ. So that that's one of the things that that ultimately is what strengthens brothers and, you know, makes them love King and the summit. Listen, I've, I've, I've said this over and over again. 
I love it. Right. And, and most people who are there, they, they should love it too. Um, I want to know last year, there was some big, big takeaways, right. Um, about what you mentioned before being faithful, being not only faithful, um, <laughs> not only faithful when everybody can see you. Right. But as we talked, as we learned about, right. Even when you're away, when people, the whole world can see it, it could be very, very impactful. If you're not a faithful man, I want to know what were some of the big takeaways this year um, from the King Summit? Well, this year, our theme was let us make man. And so it was all about walking in biblical manhood. And so um, everything was geared toward us being the men that God's created us to be. Because and the reason we chose that theme was because obviously America in 2023 is sending some uh, very confusing messages about manhood and that can be confusing to certainly boys coming up, but also men. And we know that as men of God, we are called to walk in biblical manhood. And even a lot, even some churches today are shying away from the truth and, you know, don't, they, 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 you know, not to be honest, just moving away from the word in a lot of ways. And so we want to emphasize that as if you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ, then the Bible is your guidebook and your handbook for how you should think and live, period. It is not the United States Constitution. That's fine. But that isn't your guidebook on how you live spiritually and how you follow Christ. All right. It is not what the government says. It is not what the school system says. It is not what the president says. It's not what the Democrat Party or the Republican Party says. It's not even what you might think in your mind, in your flesh. It is what the word of God says. And if you don't want to follow the word, then don't claim to be a Christian. Because the only reason you believe Jesus Christ rose from the dead the only reason you believe Jesus Christ died for the forgiveness of your sins, the only reason you believe he was nailed to a cross, only reason you believe he was born of a virgin and walked on water is because it's written in the Bible and the Holy Spirit revealed that to you. So if you throw out the Bible, then you might as well throw out all that stuff because you're not going to find it anywhere else. All these other people that are corrupting your mind and infecting your thinking and getting you to believe this and that and live a certain way. They're not telling you about all that stuff about Jesus. So who's your Lord? What they say, what the world says or, or Jesus and what the word says. And so I think it's very hypocritical of these Christians on the left and the right who want to talk about Jesus and and one side wants to, you know, focus uh, just on justice, which is important and is biblical. And what the other side wants to, but they ignore the individual personal morality and holiness we should all live by. And then the other side wants to just focus on uh, uh, capitalism, <laughs> to be quite honest, um, and also, you know, some personal morality, but throws out social justice. They don't want to hear about social justice and, and helping the poor and empowering people of color and things like that. They both hypocrites. What we try to promote in the King movement is the full gospel. And I don't mean it in the sense, even though I believe in the gifts of the spirit and all that, I don't mean it in that sense. I mean the full gospel in terms of the social justice 
that Jesus clearly talked about and helping and loving the poor, not only being charitable to the poor, but empowering the poor. And then also the personal holiness that we're all called to. And so that's what we promote in the King movement. And that would be our big takeaway that let's walk in the fullness of the gospel uh, that God called us to follow. In your profession right now, how often are, are you having to kind of remind yourself of how you should be, um, of how you should be guided, right? Because I mean, I feel like in the sports world, there's so much, there's so many things that are going on, and so many things that will challenge your, um, your stance. How right. often do you have to kind of remind yourself, "This is my stance"? Well, in, in my job, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of a critic, right? And, and and I'm I'm talking about people and their performances on the field, on the court, on the diamond, wherever it might be. Uh, and then also things they're saying and, and doing um, that relate to their profession. And so what I have to remind myself of is that I always have to be, you know, Christ-like in that and, you know, treat people like I would want to be treated. And so I try to, if I'm crit crit criticizing or critiquing, whether it's positive or negative, a player for his performance, I have to keep it on the performance. I can't let it get personal. Uh, I can't hate on somebody just to hate on. Like there's a lot of guys have their guys that they champion and they have their whipping boys. And no matter what they do on the, you know, in their performance, they going to stick with that. I can't do that. I can't, if, if a dude, if there's a guy that I've been critical of um, because he hasn't played well and then he really plays well, shines, wins a championship, whatever, I can't continue with that killing him, killing him, because he ain't my guy. No, I have to be guided by my beliefs and my principles and following the Lord and give brother his props, you know? Um, and the same way with even the, the guys I debate with. Um, I can't let it get personal. Um, I have to do it, you know, in, in a spirit of love and camaraderie. And, um, you know, now it doesn't mean you can't be critical. Jesus was critical, you know, I mean, of the Pharisees, of uh, even at times the apostles, you know, like he, I mean, Paul was critical of Peter, you know, and in and, and, and Galatians and, you know, like, it's not this, oh, I'm a Christian. I can't say anything. It's all love. Oh, you're great. You, you had two points last night in 47 minutes and you're the superstar of the team, but you're great. No, you can be critical. Look at the word and how Jesus and the followers of his walk, they called it like they saw it. They called it like it was, whether it was critical or it was just love. And so I just try to, you know, maintain that and not let it get personal, not take shots at guys um, for unwarranted reasons, not, you know, not, not be being spirited about my critiques, but try to keep it fair to the best of my ability. Well, let's dive into a, somebody who you've been um, slightly critical of. Not, not a lot, <laughs> not too critical, of, but um. But let's talk about. I want to ask about LeBron, man. He just came back uh, from injury last night. <laughs> I mean, he, this is why I said did that because I 
I, it, some people think I'm a LeBron lover and apologist. Okay. <laughs> and some people think I'm like, oh, man, you don't like LeBron, do you? <laughs> I love LeBron. And I mean, like, I, I did probably five or six cover stories on LeBron for ESPN the magazine early in his career. I, I, I've had private, you know, conversations with like, I have nothing but respect for LeBron on and off the court. My only thing I say is that Jordan is the GOAT. <laughs> and I mean, like, like, and some people, and that's the unfortunate thing about debate today or just this environment is that people feel like it's like all or nothing. Either you think LeBron is the GOAT or you hate him. Mm. What? Or you think Jordan is the GOAT or you hate him. I think LeBron is the second greatest player of all time. That's hate. I mean, so, you know, that's why I, I, I motioned like that when you it's, said it's, somebody I'm critical of. <laughs> no, I, no. <laughs> I, 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 critical, I've just debated him and Jordan. That's all. No, no. <laughs> what happens when and what happens when you debate these all these awesome players? Because all of them are. We could go. I mean, not just LeBron and Jordan, but hundreds of players who have been phenomenal. Is that you nitpick when you're separating one or the other, one from the other? You nitpick, and you pick out little things that make one better than the other, or little failures or flaws that make one worse in your mind than the other that's it so maybe that's where people think i was i've been critical of lebron but it's really not being critical it's just when you do a debate you nitpick the differences you know and so um yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes the people who you're debating are really lebron apologists and so sometimes you kind of have to have to go in that way. Um, uh, I, I just have a couple questions, right? Just real quick. Um, do you believe they have a real shot this year at making the playoffs? The Lakers? Oh, well, definitely making the playoffs. I thought you were okay. gonna say winning the championship or winning the West. Um, yeah, I mean, I would I would at this point I would be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. With LeBron coming back recently, even though they lost his first game against Chicago, I would be stunned if they and I, by playoffs, I mean play in. Yeah, get into the play-in. That's essentially what the playoffs are now. And then you obviously have to advance from that. And look, the challenge of being in the play-in is that anything can happen on any given night, hmm. right? Like last, and I, I know I don't know when this is gonna run, but you know, LeBron's first game back against Chicago, no one would have thought that a bad Bulls team. Now they are fighting for a play-in in the East themselves. They're talented, but they've been bad this year. No one would have thought they're going to walk into the Lakers home gym at, at, at the uh, crypto.com arena and or center and beat a Lakers team that's been playing well and has AD and LeBron playing. But in a one, one and done format, as we see with March Madness, anything can happen. And I know the play in can be one and done or, you know, best of three. But um, that is the challenge of being in the play-in. So, but I do think the Lakers certainly can make the play-in. And the West is wide open. I can name – we could go down the top 10 teams in the West and I could name a, question, a, a big question mark about mm -hmm. each one. Denver, they're not a very good defensive team. Um, 
And Michael Porter Jr. is a young player who's not really that high on, knows how to play winning basketball yet. You'll learn, but yet. Um, Sacramento, too young. Never in the history of the NBA has a team been out of the playoffs. They've been out for 16 years, but even 10 years or longer. And, and all of a sudden won the conference championship unless they had an influx. Even then it hasn't happened, but a team might be, maybe that had an influx of great players as free agents joined the squad. They didn't have that. So that's their question. Memphis, they've been playing well, but with Ja, all this stuff surrounding Ja Morant and just their maturity as a whole. Golden State, is Andrew Wiggins coming back? Can they win on the road? Phoenix, can they can they really go into the playoffs with Kevin Durant having played about eight games with his teammates and actually win the conference? You know, um, uh, 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 the, the, the Mavericks, obviously they got issues. They can't play defense and they can't seem to win when Luke and Kyrie on the court. How do they mesh together? Um, New Orleans, is will Zion ever come back? You know, uh, Minnesota, I mean, they've just struggled all year. Now they got Carl Anthony Towns back. But we could go on and on. The Clippers, Paul George, how's he going to come back from injury? You know, like every team has major question marks. And that's why you would have to, if the Lakers can get into the top six or, you know, that that round of the playoffs, um, out of the play-in, you'd, you'd have to give them maybe a puncher's chance at the very least, of, of getting out of the West. Yo, I love it. I love it. I want to I wanna stick to what I said before we before we hopped on, so I definitely want to say thank you so much for your time. I got so many questions I can ask on follow-ups <laughs> for that. <laughs> but I'm so thankful for your time. Thank you for, for joining us. And listen, if people want to, you know, show some love to King, how can they go about doing that? You can go to uh, kingmovement.com. That's our website, kingmovement.com. That's where you can learn about the uh, the movement. Um, and if you want to show some love, as as my man said, <laughs> um, you can donate on, on the website. Uh, follow that, those instructions. Uh, we're on Instagram, kingmovement. Uh, dot, or, or kingmovement. Um, uh, the Twitter as well. And, and, and you can email if you have questions, if you want to learn more about the movement, like maybe potentially join or something, you can email us directly at King at King movement.com. And as you know, Rick, like I do speak at churches and, and colleges and, and the corporations, wherever it may be. So if anyone is interested in having me speak, you can go to Chris Broussard speaks, Dot com Chris Broussard speaks.com and book me to speak uh, at your church or, or wherever it may be. Awesome. And listen, y'all, he is an awesome speaker. I mean, I know you see him on TV, but when he's speaking, when he's behind that pulpit, he real with it. So uh -huh. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, thank so thank you, you for being here. Um, I did want to, I wish I can get them lines, them bars you dropped, I man. I got to find some footage of that. I, all I'm going to say, I'm not going to do no rhyme, but they were rhymes that I wrote in 1990 okay <laughs> and I, and I, I don't think i wrote them down but i had them in my head from 1990 so what is that that's 30 more than 30 years old how'd they, they hit though they thought drake was the first light-skinned rapper dropping no 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 i was doing it 30 years ago <laughs> yo <laughs> we appreciate your time thank you so much for joining us all right my man peace yes sir
What's up? It's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole, and you're rocking with MTMV Sports. Keep it locked.